Welcome to episode 11 of the Movie City Maniacs. In this episode, we'll be covering Phantasm 3, Lord of the Dead from 1994. Today we'll be going over the uh, dance tasm, Lord of the Dance, episode <laughs> three. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Movie City Maniacs. My name is Kyle, and I'm Maddie. And uh, yes, as you've heard, we'll be covering uh, Phantasm three on today's episode, Lord of the Dead. <laughs> The Lord of the Dance works too, right? I don't know. <laughs> they can have a big ball. I would totally I watch everybody. like the tall man jigging with some uh, some of those uh, lurkers. That AK would be amazing. And Regino would be getting his move on yeah. the dance floor. All the gravediggers would be like digging it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, yeah, we're going to be talking about, uh, this is, uh, the third episode of our Phantasm series. Uh, we got, uh, after this, I guess we have two more to cover, but before we, uh, jump into, uh, some Phantasm goodness, some Phantasmagoria. Yeah, Phantasmagorical. <laughs> Anything exciting happened to you? I, uh... I don't know if you've heard, but John Carpenter's coming to our town, so I'm pretty excited about that. Oh, dude, yeah, as soon as I heard that, I'm like, okay, where do I buy them? Yeah, they go, go on sale Friday, so. I know, that's one of those things, like, if I have to not do work for the first hour oh, yeah. of my shift, I will be sitting on the computer getting those uh, those front row What tickets. I think you should do is, like, uh, sleep in, like, a parking lot overnight, so when they open up the uh, Ticketmaster, yeah. you can be the first one there. I think it's all online, my friend, yeah, I know. these days. It's a shame, right? <laughs> I know. It would cut down a lot of the scalpers, I think. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I want to be the guy that, like, remember when they, they yeah. used to draw the numbers? I want to be the guy that gets, like, the one ahead of the scalper, and yeah. then you rub it in his face that you're going to take all the tickets he wanted. That's exactly it. I went to the CNE or the X uh, here in Toronto. It's a big event. They re- I think it's been running for, what, 60 years? Oh, maybe, ages. Maybe longer. Ages. Um, yeah, the big Canadian Expo. It's pretty much just like a place where they have all the carny, the rides, yeah. the food, you know, the deep fried goodness. <laughs> and then there's like booths where they, you know, warehouse outlets and everything. They still they do sell. peep shows? Like, step right up and see your naked lady. <laughs> uh, unfortunately not. No, uh, no, not legally anyway. Yeah. I'm sure there's some shady stuff going on in the background. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we go every year. I've been going since I was a child. It's always Do kinda... the carnies make you honeys? Come on in and see a live nude gal. <laughs> Hit her with the paintball for $3. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> no. All right. 
Actually, it's kind of weird though. Carnivals are one of those things where they still have the same rides, yeah, yeah, and the same characters, well, the 1960s. Stuff, but still, you're still hitting the hammer. You're still <laughs> guessing your birthday. Not so many uh, freak shows anymore, though. You don't yeah. see the bearded. I guess ladies it, they're or... not like exploiting like people's with the yeah, exactly. anymore. Yeah, I was just gonna say, you know, now you just, you know, if you see a bearded woman, you can't point at her and laugh. But uh... oh, you can, but you're kind of an asshole. <laughs> but uh, yeah, sorry. So I've been going there every year. It's kind of like a tradition. It's mm-hmm. a lot of the same things. You kind of know what to expect. Uh, you know, this year we had to try the deep fried Oreos and all that kind of stuff. And every- how were they? Oh, they were okay. Yeah. Every year I like to kind of try something new deep fried. Mm-hmm. And every year they do like, usually there's like 10, you know, crazy foods that you can only get the yeah. DX. Deep fried bowl and shoes. Oh, get your deep fried bowl and shoes. It was not much better. They're not even trying anymore. <laughs> I think they're just like, people like Philly cheesesteaks yep. and people like ice cream. So like they did a Philly cheesesteak sandwich. It's a Philly cheesesteak. It's got the steak, the cheese, but the bun is made out of a donut. Huh. And then it's covered in strawberry syrup and whipped cream. <laughs> so they're not even trying anymore, right? And it was they're like just... thirteen bucks. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, that, that's I found was, a lot of the. Did you get it or no? no I, yeah. A lot of the food I thought was just like that. Like one of them was like a brownie with ice cream, an ice cream cone, Topped a donut with bacon. on top. And then cotton candy on top of that. It's just like, let's just throw everything like in. Like stoner food. Um, that, exactly. That's what yeah. it is. I mean, the one year I tried the uh, that burger where it's like it has a donut for the bun and yeah. then it's like bacon, egg, and cheese or and something. Like, like a suckling pig, and, I think, and, Yeah, in and there. beef burger in there. And it was okay. But at least that, I, I kind of felt like there was another yeah. one I tried where it was like, it was a waffle made out of stuffing batter. And then inside mm. was like turkey, gravy, mashed potatoes, and... Um, that might be kind of dope. Uh, cranberry sauce? Cranberry sauce. That and see, that right. makes sense. You know what I mean? Because yeah. when you eat your turkey dinner, it all yeah. gets slopped together anyways right. in a big mound of mess. But uh, yeah, I, this year I just felt like they weren't trying. One deep fried um, chicken feet, which not for me. Nah. I've heard, you know, in, in China, they're <laughs> big and Tasty. I, someone I know said they're actually quite good but uh, yeah. I'm just not that adventurous when it comes to food but anyways yeah so it's kind of the standard stuff there's always like there's a Christmas store the retro festive which is always kind of cool it's Christmas stuff but it's Christmas stuff for nerds oh, that's kind in of our cool. age group yeah. really it's like if you want a Chewbacca stocking or you want a Yoda topping you can get that this kind is the of place shit. you know the little village figures they always have like one time they had Christmas story this year they had elf right. it's kind of like all that a lot of national lampoons vacation okay. shirts and mugs and you know the moose mugs which is always fun but again this year i found i was a little bit let down by that that and the food and really the biggest reason though why i'm like pissed <laughs> do they have like a dvds vendor well here's or? the thing every year they have an enter- entertainment um it's just this huge pavilion it's a huge booth I'm, I'm not even joking you could easily spend two three hours and they're just going through everything yeah. and, and come out with tons of gems like I would go in there and just get lost you get like the uh, masses of horror season oh, two like there or like yeah, one time I think well, that, I think that was fan expo yeah. but yeah every year like you get you know $20, $30 Blu-rays yeah. for five bucks you know they had Simpsons season sets on Blu-ray for like I want to say $7 Holy or, moly. I don't know whatever it was was cheap DVDs are like yeah. dirt cheap if you want like some rare like I always would find some rare DVDs that never mm-hmm. made it to Blu-ray so that that was kind of the you know one of the highlights. Don't get me wrong, I love going for all the yeah. other stuff, but it, it's kind of like that staple that I know is going to be there. The day before was like the local um, record and video store yeah. that we uh, we go to. We buy a lot of our used stuff there, and they had like a 25th anniversary, 40 percent off sale. Yeah. And I was like, you know, what? I don't want to go too crazy here because I know I'm going to go to the be a yeah exactly day. shit show. I'm going to waste throw down it, <laughs> drop a lot of cash there. And uh, unfortunately, they were not there this year. Oh, so. they didn't have it. Nothing. Oh, so I was, was going to go uh, on Monday. I'm kind of yeah, glad I did. I was uh, I was I was pissed. That's I, I was furious, man. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things. Like if you didn't know what's there, you know who cares. But when yeah. you're kind of expecting it, it's it's 
it's like Christmas. It's, it's like running down. down. You've been thinking about it. You know, yeah. you run down, open up your gifts, yeah. and like Big, there's nothing uh, underneath the tree. Stocking like, full of coal. There's a coal. Yeah, exactly. They replaced it with like a fucking leggings booth. Okay, <laughs> it was like it was this huge booth of leggings. Do we need like three hundred different kinds of leggings with different leopard prints? And, <laughs> like like Chewbacca leggings and have like I don't even know Christmas story leggings. Anyways, I think I'm gonna take a <laughs> break from the scene. I've heard like like a sore spot. Yeah, I think I'm done there for a couple of years. I might take a couple yeah. of years and wait and see if anything changes. Take a divorce. It's going to be your ex. Exactly. I mean, it's kind of like you know the food. They're just not trying, and all the other stores are kind of the same shit. Yeah, and, it sucks. You know. Anyways, have you watched anything recently? Or I watched this Flemish movie that was on Shutter. It's one of the movies I kind of wish I didn't watch, but I was so engrossed with it I couldn't turn it Sorry, off. Flemish? Yeah. Is that? Yeah, it's, right? it's language. Oh, okay. Okay. So, heard of Flemish? Where is Flem? Who speaks Flemish? What country? I believe Flemish? it is uh, Flem. No, a Belgian. <laughs> it's right. <laughs> Flemville. It's, it's, it's part of like the uh, Belgian France. I don't know what's right beside them. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm terrible with geography. Yeah, me I, too. I, I'm, I'm pretty. I, 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 I know it's like it's be- Belgian-ish, like Belgium. I thought Bruges. China was below us. So. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm trying to look into it. Flemish, also called Flemish Dutch, Belgian Dutch, or Southern Dutch. Is any of the varieties of the Dutch language dialect spoken in Flanders, Flanders. the northern part of Belgium? There it is. Well, I, was, I was right. That's impressive. Yeah. I, I would have not even known there was a place called Flanders, <laughs> let alone that they spoke Flemish in Flanders. Well, anyways, <laughs> so this movie was called uh, The Treatment, and it was about this detective whose brother was kidnapped and uh, he assumes raped. And this guy who was the... His uh, brother was raped? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's an interesting take. You don't really see men getting raped in films. That, Dude, it, it, this happened when he was a child. Oh, is this a based on a true story? He, no, no, no. It's almost like seven, but like instead of like uh, adults getting their comeuppance, it's little kids getting raped. It uh, is so okay, goddamn yeah, not, gritty. Uh, and like, it's nothing like, there's nothing fun about it. It's just like a bleak, depressing movie, but it's done so good that you can't... Don't watch this movie. Like, do not watch yeah, this I, movie. I don't think I will. But it, <laughs> I, was, I was engrossed with it, but afterwards I felt like I needed to shower. Like, it was kind of gross, but the guy who was doing it was called The Troll, and he was, like, really uh, uh, acrobatic, so he was, like, coming in from top the children's houses and, like, uh, talking to him, like, yeah, I'm a troll. I'm Is like, this, yeah. like, an unofficial sequel to The Sinful Dwarf? <laughs> it, might, it, it, it might be. It might be, yeah, dude. It was so yeah. hard to watch, but it was engrossing. One thing, it's, like, weird, because I can watch Anything. horror films, but rape, especially with children, oh, too, like... It is, like, prison rape. And the, the fucked up thing too is... Too much for me. The cat was impotent, so he had to get the dad to do it. It was, yeah. Okay, it this was, just seems like it's trying to compete with uh, the Serbian. I, that's why I'm movie. pretty sure it was trying, but it was it was done so um, so well. Like mm. it was shot very well. It wasn't like cartoonish at all. It was like here is such a. It's so weird. Who's like I got a great story. team behind yeah. me, a great director, yeah. great cinematographer. Let's make a movie like this. Yeah, I, I have no <laughs> this idea. This is what I want to do. This is what I want on my filmography. Yeah, it just seems. I want so... a dad raping a boy. Yeah, that's yeah. Especially as but, a father now, like I can't watch. This no, I don't watch this. Yeah, but I'll probably. I, I don't even know how to. Um, <laughs> the, the, the subject matter was so um, disturbing. I don't know how to rate it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I'm not going to give it any ratings because I have no idea how to rate this a film like this. Uh, I watched from uh, 1974, The Conversation, directed by uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Have you heard of this film or seen it? That's not like The Dinner with Andre, is it? No, it's... no. It's um, He actually did this in between Godfather 1 and 2. So he huh. had like this trilogy of films that's pretty amazing. And Apocalypse yeah. Now would have been around that time as well. 
So what is the conversation about? Uh, it it stars Gene Hackman. He's uh, this. Yeah. Um, he's like a surveillance expert. He's the he record. You know, clients hire him to almost like a detective to yeah. um, get him to record evidence and stuff to use against you know whatever. If your wife's cheating or if your government like private eye exactly. Um, and he, he's totally like he's one of those guys that his job has taken over his life. Like he's very lonely. You see, like he has this. In the beginning, this woman, I don't know if it's a prostitute or what, but mm-hmm. they had this really weird relationship because, again, like, he he's very paranoid, so he doesn't allow anyone, like, into his life. or like, he knows She's that. never been to his house. He doesn't allow anyone to his house. He doesn't really have friends. Um, but he's hired to record this couple, and um, they're having a conversation, hence the title, yeah. and he records this, and he doesn't. you don't really know. That's what's fascinating about the movie. It's like this mystery of what they're talking about. Yeah. You don't know, like, they kind of mention something, like, if, if he knows, he'll kill us. And uh, and, and you, you find out, too, a bit of his history that he did some previous job for some government and the people that, uh-huh. you know, he recorded end up getting killed, like some family or something. So that's kind of black mark. it's kind of still haunting him and then so he's constantly obsessive listening to this tape trying to trying to figure out what it all means and uh and yeah and i don't want to spoil it because it's yeah. it's not it, it goes different it's not quite what you think but it, it's just so well directed it would be a great double feature with brian de palmo's blowout i was about to you know how that film that, yeah. yeah that film like has the scenes of him fooling yeah. around with the audio in the film you get that kind of stuff that's like I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just me, but that stuff yeah. is like so like so I just get sucked in. Yeah. yeah, like just the way it's done with the sound and the camera yeah. angles and everything. There's a lot of really cool stuff like that and a lot of like, you know, playing with the audio. It, it's it's a little long. It's almost two hours, but at the same time, like I was never really is bored. It, is it grossing? It, it is. Like it, it's, again, it's, it, it's weird. Like you just can't take your eyes off the screen, yeah. even though there's like little quiet moments that don't really evolve the plot necessary but you're still necessarily, in it. but uh yeah but they're just so well done that you're just like sucked in like you are there with this character is gene hackman gene, that and, badass uh, or is he like bumbling well he, he's well he's just he's really yeah. good at his job he's yeah. not bumbling I, I wouldn't really say he's a badass either because yeah. it's not an action film it's yeah. more of like you know this tense thriller but he's fantastic at, like in my opinion one of his best performances awesome. like i was and he's like one this a lot of he usually he plays a great villain yeah. but in this he's like I guess somewhat likable. He's a the French um, connection, Gene Hackman, or what? Somewhat. Again, not as badass. He's more of like just a simple, regular guy yeah. that's, you know, good at recording audio. He's like the best. Like they have like a conference and everyone looks up to him because he's the guy that invented all these techniques oh, okay. to uh, record audio from far away. Um, it has a very young, uh, I'm assuming one of his first appearances from Harrison Ford. Oh, wow. He plays like kind of like the secretary for the client, I guess, that hired him. That's weird because he made like a small cameo in like uh, Apocalypse Now too. Yeah, he? yeah. So it, it probably, again, they, yeah. they're all friends, all those directors yeah. and they got all those actors because yeah Spielberg was friends with Coppola and stuff and he started out and Lucas they were all part of that group right yeah it makes sense Uh, Robert Duvall's in there um, and he's really good again this would have been around the time Godfather Godfather 1 2 so he's you know Godfather Duvall but yeah it's just this really engrossing and there's like this horrific moment that happens again I don't want to really spoil too much I think think you should I do want to check this out I think you should totally watch this yeah I'm going to give it a a 4 out of 5 that could eh Uh, yeah I I think it's fantastic and again man I just love this where you know like Coppola we know is a good director but this is like this little gem of a film that I've never checked out and I put on it's like it's good as anything he's done like to me it's up there with all eh? the well I, I think it 
It has, it, it, but for some, yeah, it's not obviously as talked about as much yeah. as Godfather and, and Apocalypse, Apocalypse now, now, but I'm pretty sure it is pretty Heralded. well, yeah, exactly. Like, I think it got some nominations and like, you know, the disc has like tons of extras on oh, it, cool. which I, I don't think they would have did if it was like this bomb of a film, but uh, yeah, fantastic film. Didn't go where I thought it would, but it, it's very fascinating. And I will warn you though, the, if you read the box, like it, it's completely mislabeled. Like it says like, it's about a uh, surveillance expert that becomes very paranoid and starts thinking everyone's watching yeah. him. And that does somewhat play a small part in the film. But again, that's not what the film's about. If you think it's going to be like him thinking everyone's watching him going crazy. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not. It's more of like this mystery of him trying to figure out what this conversation he taped is all about and what's going to happen to these people. But yeah, fantastic film. I, I highly recommend everyone check it out. Awesome. Uh, did you watch anything else? That, that was it for me, yeah. Okay, I got one more. I'll try to not be too along on this one because mm-hmm. we've talked about it twice now on this show. Really? This, finally, this show or the old show? Or sorry, we've talked about it twice. Um, yeah, on Movie City Maniacs. Uh, you saw huh. it. Adam Bentley saw it. Okay. I have finally seen it. <gasps> Dunkirk from you think? Uh, 2017. Christopher Nolan's uh, newest film. Um, before I get into it, I just want to say Nolan, man. That guy, man, right? he's got to be one of the greatest directors of all time. Like he's already, yeah. Some people say you have to, you know, time has to pass. I just like he's a no, masterpiece. He, he definitely he's, is. He's a master filmmaker. He he's has, up there with like the best of them. He's up yeah. there with Kubrick, with Spielberg, he, Hitchcock, uh, Tarantino, is, De Palma, Coppola, yeah. Hitchcock, whatever, all, whoever you consider the best directors he is amongst the top, upper echelon. Like you look at his filmography, and there's not like since I haven't seen Following, yeah. but since Memento, like I don't think there's a weak link. I know no. some people may say Insomnia, some people yeah. may say The Dark Knight Rises. And no, I disagree. No. And the other thing you look at is like how different his filmography is. Like yeah. He's not a horror director. He's not a thriller. Like yeah. he's done a mystery. He's done a, a fucking magic. He did like, uh, like a 2001 thriller. Like a, exactly. Odyssey. He did like the modern version of 2001. Yeah. He pretty much changed the way we look at comic book yeah. films. Uh, this guy just like every film. And now he's done this war film, which yeah. again, I would say is different than most, you know, it's so far removed from like a film like Saving Private Ryan, which is fantastic yeah. in its own way. But this is its own thing. And I, one thing I am, I'm really curious how it's going to hold up on a second viewing. I think it's yeah. like, as great as a film it is, I think it's like an experience that it you have to see in the IMAX theater. It's, I mean, there's not really much plot to it. It's like, we're just going to throw you in the yeah, war. You're in the war for like an hour, two hours. We're not going to tell you, like, you don't know anything about these characters. You're not really getting to know them. Yeah. It's, it's not an Oscar bait film. They're not trying to like be yeah. sentimental and say, oh, this poor guy, he, yeah. he's in war and he's got a girlfriend and blah, blah, blah. And he's, his friend's dying. Mm. It's not that type of film. It's like, here, we're going to throw you in and you just have to fucking survive yeah. this journey. It's really interesting because it follows um, from land, sea, and air, and each one has its own timeline. So one of them, uh, the air stuff is all takes place within an hour, the boat stuff, uh, one week, and then the stuff on the island, uh, the land, a is week? Uh, a week, sorry, a week, a day, and an hour. Yeah. And it's all edited together, though, so like, you know, this will happen during the boat, but then you get it happening again yeah. later from the, the plane's point of view, which I wasn't sure how that would work, but I, th- I thought it worked really well. And I'm really so curious well. about watching it the second time, yeah. you know, if you would catch certain things. Um, but yeah, it's a, we mentioned the dialogue is very minimal. It's almost like yeah. an art. I don't want to say art house war film because it's not really, no. but it's, it definitely has that kind of like that style that you would have seen in, in films of that, you know, 50s, 60s, yeah. where it's like, you know, you don't see that anymore where it's like, we're going to have five minutes and there's no dialogue. Yeah. We're going to explain most of this film with visuals. And that's what it is. It's a visual yeah. experience. Um, 
Oh, the score by Hans Zimmer. Right? Is again, the I don't know how it would hold up outside of the movie, yeah. like as a, you know, it's not a soundtrack I want to run out and buy like a yeah. lot of his other scores. But yeah, with the film, that constant ticking, it's it, yeah. it just like adds to the tension, man. It's just like, it doesn't really let up. It, it's it, it's From like, the get-go, the minute yeah. that movie starts, you, yeah. were you on the edge of your seat? Like constantly, oh, exactly. there was no exactly. like... Uh, exactly. And it's one of those films where like, just from a human point of view, what these people went through, and it's like you see, like, oh, this happens, but he survived yeah. that. Then he goes here, and you think he's no, that ship just got yeah. shot down. Then he goes here, no, this just happened. Like just yeah. one thing after another, and you see, like, just the terrible things. Yeah. Like I couldn't imagine myself. Like I fucking get a, lose your mind. Right? I get a splinter in my yeah. finger, and I'm crying, crying like a little baby. I couldn't imagine like just having to deal with this stuff, and like yeah. you just have to stand there knowing that that plane that comes by with that sound, man, which is apparently that's so real. Good. Okay, I gotta it's ask. so terrifying. How were the dog fights? Did you find them absolutely amazing? Oh, they were great. Again, Nolan, you gotta love, he does like 99% of this film yeah. practically. It's not all CGI. That's him sticking an IMAX camera on a real plane from that time. So good, It, it right? was cool. And, um, Do you think he was actually crashing these planes? Like, Well, I, I thought he did, and I thought there was yeah. a big thing, because he actually took like a real oh, that's crazy, right? plane from the heritage. He you know, they spent a yeah. fortune, bought it, and crashed it. I don't know if, if that's true, but um, yeah, and, and it never felt too like you know, most war films. You look at um, Mel Gibson does it different. I'm not saying either yeah. one's better, but Mel Gibson, he's known for like he Blood, shows gore, he makes you, um, you know, afraid of the, and shocked by the violence in yeah. different ways. It's about gore. This film doesn't have any that's PG, but at yeah. the same time, you're never less terrified yeah, or horrified. Yeah. It's just so tense, and like I don't know, just any anytime you know, any. Second, something, anything can happen, and no one's really safe. There is a thousand uh, ways to be scared during that movie. Like if you're claustrophobic, you feel of abandonment, like feel of drowning. Like oh yeah, there is so many things to be like terrified about. Well, exactly. Again, like claustrophobia. He just does a great job mm. of. You're in that scene. You're not yeah. watching. You're not watching people in yeah. that scene. You are in that scene yeah. with that room. So when that water is filling up, you're in exactly, the boat exactly. with them guys, like with the guns coming in, like with a plane. You know, yeah. I don't again. Don't want to spoil yeah. too much. But the plane when it's in the water and yeah. you know they can't get the top up. Yeah. You're in with that guy, yeah. and it's like, oh so shit, good. I'm fucking dying here. So like, good, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know how to rate it. I'm going to give it a four out of five myself. Oh, yeah. It could possibly be before point five, but again, I'm really. I think it's like one of those experiences. I'm curious how it will hold up as yeah. a film, you know, the second, third yeah. time. But as, you know, it's one of those... If you're watching on a laptop, you're an asshole. It's pretty much what I'm well, saying. Well, yeah, I went through that shit. But I think Nolan, again, like Interstellar, I, yeah. I, I feel works better maybe as a film and for, you know, something I want to watch over and over again. Prestige. But I think, I think this is like Interstellar in the way that... You know, those are two experiences I saw at mm. theaters, and those are experiences I'm going to probably remember from ten years now. Yeah. It's it, you know, there's so many movies you're like, did I see it in the theater? I'm pretty sure yeah. I saw it, but you've forgotten about. It. Those are experiences I'm never going to forget because there's certain like an Interstellar where the ship goes to the black hole. That was like something you can't, you know, you're never yeah. going to experience it watching it on yeah. your little screen with even with surround sound. And I think this is a film like that. But yeah, I totally love it. Uh, I don't, you know, who knows what yeah. my top ten will be, but this is yeah. possibly the best it's film a, I saw this year. It's the number one uh, contender, um, right? It, it, it was really good. I'd be surprised if uh, there's another film that can uh, that can top it. But who knows? I mean, we still got. I still have a lot of films to yeah. see, and usually, you know, the last couple of months uh, are the big ones. But uh, yeah, definitely. Um, again, it's not my favorite Nolan film. I still love, you know, a lot of his other ones more. But another Nolan film that I can't really find too many faults with. Yeah. Um, I guess with that, then let's uh, jump into why we're here. Uh, 
Lord of the Dance. <laughs> now, here is the trailer for uh, Phantasm 3, Lord of the Dead from 1994. Phantasm. The delusion of a disordered mind. A phantom. A spirit. A ghost. For most of his life, a young man has been pursued by a sinister force. Now he must learn the secret of the ultimate evil. Now it is time for you to come back to me. doesn't scare you. You're already dead. Phantasm 3. Coming soon. Mike and Reggie continue their hunt for the tall man. <laughs> that's, that's it, eh? That's, that's the synopsis <laughs> well, they got well, We here. could do like uh, Reggie and Mike, along with an unlikely uh, pair of cronies, go searching for the tall man. <laughs> no, wait. Uh, uh, Mike and Reggie, with an unbelievable character of motley crew of characters including jody's fear rocky and little what's the kid's name tony little tim little timmy <laughs> i think it's timmy yeah it's a, this is uh this is a weird one yeah yeah um, weird so right so let's, uh, let's let's talk about it of course this is uh coming off of uh, phantasm 2 now i believe this one had a smaller budget i don't think i think universal released phantasm 2 they had all those you know restrictions that co- yeah. on coscarelli and uh, but i don't think it really did that well which kind of makes sense because part one was this little indie horror film yeah. and then you're going to do this big budget sequel that no one has probably seen the first film. Yeah, especially calling it number two. It's not like Phantasm, Lord of the Spheres. Yeah, exactly. So it's like Phantasm 2, like who's seen Phantasm 1? I mean... So, I, I know, I guess they were disappointed, but they were, apparently they were still looking to possibly release three, but something happened and Coscarelli ended up uh, saying, I'm, I'm deciding he's just going to go on his own and do it uh, as a little indie project. Okay, so he um, bought off Universal Kennedy? Like, hey, listen, I'm getting Yeah, well, I don't this. think they, they own the rights. I think he's oh. always owned the rights. I think he's licensed it out for part two or something. Okay. So, yeah, they did not release his film, but it, the budget wasn't that much smaller. And it's still, again, it, this is not Phantasm 1 budget. It still yeah. looks like maybe a it, little bit smaller than part two but it still has that decent sized budget yeah but yeah, let's talk about it. Um, as we mentioned, this continues the the two characters <laughs> continuing their road trip uh, as they hunt down the tall man, and he's moving from town to town, killing everything in his wake. Again, this follows the alien formula, and that the first film's like this nightmarish film. The second yeah. film was this you know crazy road Big trip budget. action film, and then this film is kind of like the goofy, yeah, <laughs> the it's goofy just, film. There is definitely like a weird tinge of like slapstick humor all throughout. I mean, this movie. it still has horror elements to it. It definitely yeah. has action elements to it. But yeah, there's definitely some weird elements that yeah. are like yeah, you know. Let me just strangely talk about this. made that choice. <laughs> One sphere that is like a Jody sphere. That's weird, right? How like Jody? Well, yeah, comes Jody back makes to life. his return. It, it is the same actor. We actually get all the original cast back for this one. Michael yeah. A. Baldwin is back as uh, Mike as well. And yeah, we're not going to go through the cast and the yeah. director because it's the same, same that you've seen for each film. And the new characters, I'm assuming, yeah. didn't really do much. But yeah, yeah, Jody is back. He first visits in him in like. <laughs> well, he visits him in like this near death experience, and he's like in the light. Yeah. 
Which is kind of funny too, because he's like coming to the light, and then he's like, "No, stay out of the light." Or, like he keeps on contradicting yeah. himself. It's like, "Do you want me to go in the fucking light or not?" Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, it, he comes out of there and he tells him it's not your time, whatever. Cool scene where a tall man yeah. standing in the light, very um, reminiscent of uh, I thought X Files. You know, oh yeah, you, you see that that um, flashback in X Files a lot, where it's like the gray and the the bright yeah. light, but only it's a tall man, which I, I thought was kind of cool. But yeah, so he escapes, and then uh, Jody becomes a spear or and helps him out, which and they call. This film again, they kind of build on the mythology a little bit. Yeah. By the spears, are now called sentinels. Okay, that makes sense. I guess what they're doing is like peeling off the brains of these guys, putting them in these balls as killing machines, and they're shrinking down their bodies. Well, yeah, for you, you find out that the spears have. I assume it's supposed to be they've always all been controlled by brains. Yeah. And in this film too, the the sorry, the spears or sentinels actually control bodies as well. Like they're zombie creatures and then they'll destroy them, and the spear will like pop out of the head. Yeah, it's weird. Which you've right? seen a couple times. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it definitely has a goofier tone. Okay, I do want to talk about. There's almost this amazing Home Alone esque vibe. They go to this house, <laughs> and this kid has set up all these amazing traps, but like Home Alone style. Like there's a, a clown with a bunch of knives in there. They kind of swings through. Yeah. So this came out. I guess it would have been four years after the first film, and like a year or two after yeah. the second film. So you could definitely tell that Coscarelli saw that film and said, "That was fun. Let's, yeah. How can I put that in my film?" But they actually copy a shot in the Home Alone. They throw a hammer, and it's a point of view. With a hammer yeah. following them and it hits a person in the head only in this film it's a hatchet <laughs> amazing right but yeah that, that part was kind of cool kind of goofy yeah like, um, the kid throws a frisbee covered in razor blades like, like yeah. that's almost right out of like 80s surfer movies Except right? it's one of those films this is a film where I, I, I'll say right now again I haven't seen part 5 but I believe I remember being the weakest of the four yeah but it, it's still entertaining. Like, there's a lot of moments yeah. where you're like, that is so cheesy and oh, that's I kinda, cringeworthy. I but dug it's it. it's never boring. Yeah. They're constantly throwing, like, yeah. it's one of those, those kitchen sink films where yeah. it's like, we'll just throw anything at you and fucking yeah. just deal with it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> you know, make sense of it yourself. Yeah. He doesn't care. And we talked about the mythology. They don't really explain too much. You, we get to learn yeah. more about what the spears are and uh, how they're there's created. A thousand tall mans. Because that yeah, exactly. end, like, goes from the end of the second one where he's like a, a, a decaying mess. The guy comes out of the. Uh, well, I always got the impression that the, the tall man out. is pretty much just like a body and it's, yeah. you know, it's whatever is controlling him, yeah. which I, I don't know if I want to spoil too much of it. But yeah, they definitely. There's In the finale, too, yeah. you learn a little bit of, about Michael A. Baldwin, mm-hmm. which we won't talk about. Maybe yeah. in the spoiler section, we can dive into. To that sometimes but, I but, want to be a girl, sometimes <laughs> I want to be a tall man. <laughs> I, don't get, I can't wrap my mind around him fucking a guy in a graveyard. <laughs> You're never gonna let that slide, but yeah, other than that, it doesn't really evolve. It's just yeah. still these people yeah. trying to kill the tall man. You like you mentioned, we're joined by little Timmy, uh, who's, who's like, like this a sniper um, with a pistol. Well, he's kind of like McCall, yeah, he's like yeah. the sharpshooter, but he's like a mix of Macaulay Culkin, and, and they're trying to like capture that nostalgia of Michael A. Baldwin from the first yeah. film, like he even dresses the same as them yeah. and they even have a scene in front of like the same fireplace because they yeah. reuse a lot of sets in the, yeah. these films at least that's what it looked like to me but unfortunately unlike Michael A. Baldwin who was the standout in that film and was like this great child actor probably even better than he is as an adult actor this kid, this kid nah, is not good so he's, he's like, um he, he's what stands out to yeah. me like his acting is very bad again yeah. most children actors yeah. aren't great which is why it was such he, a, trying to get, like, a revelation <laughs> that Michael A. Baldwin was that good but mm-hmm. trying to get like a catchphrase Timmy, likey. <laughs> bang, bang, Timmy. Um, and then we have uh, Rocky as the other new character who's oh, like this. sexy Rocky. She's kind of like this jive talking. It's like they took Pam Greer yep. 
from the seventies mixed her and during like the black exploitation days yeah. with like those one liners and stuff. With the hip R and B urban. Oh of yeah, the mixed 90s. I mixed her with like the Return of the Living Dead yeah. punks, like yeah. the over the top le- yeah. punks in that film. You and ever then with like fantasize about death. <laughs> it makes me horny. And then mixed her maybe with a ninja turtle because yeah. for some reason she's swinging nunchucks. around nunchucks. Which this film has made me realize like Bruce Lee made nunchucks kind of cool. Yeah. Michael and Joel, maybe. But this film made me realize nunchucks are kind of a lame weapon. Yeah, they're not the best, eh? <laughs> like, if you can carry a knife, an axe, or yeah. nunchucks. Like she's constantly hitting people, and they're not, it's not doing anything. Yeah. It's like hitting them back. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, she was, she was kind of cool in that she is, like, this strong character. Because Reggie, of course, is back in this. And, and also bumbling. back is his uh, raging penis that he's constantly... On, right? The whole movie, he's like this He gets dog. into so much more peril being like a horn dog than anything else like even when he comes in the girl and she's kind of like bent over in the car he's like hey baby what's, what's going on she's like pulls a gun on him because yeah. he's kind of uh, checking well, out her yeah ass. the whole movie though is just him constantly mm-hmm. trying to hit on Rocky in various oh, ways and then having is, like wet dreams about Rocky it is amazing how like he goes to the kid like oh you gotta sleep in the car buddy and kind of does like behind the girl's back like come on, come on yeah come on. yeah and here's the thing in some of the films, this would kind of become creepy. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh man, there's so much sad. Just like, yeah. look at this dude. But again, because Rocky, they made this strong willed character. I don't know if I'm spoiling any, but what mm. a, I don't think Reggie ever gets any of my spoiling it. No, he does not. <laughs> like the whole time she turns off. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. It's like if they had him this sleazy character and then like he yeah. pushed his way on her and got yeah. it. But the way they do it. it, she, it she's a strong, independent woman who's taking care exactly. of herself. And his stuff kind of becomes yeah. off as uh, it's done in like this yeah. humorous kind of. Um, He's, he's so well. He's way. so charming. Yeah, you know? but and probably my favorite line in the movie where he's like, "Come on, haven't you thought of trying vanilla?" And she's like, <laughs> "I told you, dairy gives me gas." <laughs> really amazing, right? So yeah, I don't know. I, I thought she was kind of cool. I even thought though, the, uh, even though it's some, such a ridiculous Rocky goes. Some people thing. never know when to give it up, <laughs> and then he looks at her he's like, "Tell me about it." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was kind of amazing. Yeah, he definitely had some great one-liners as he's trying to pick her up. Uh, Michael A. Baldwin is fine here. I didn't think he was great, but he wasn't. None of his acting yeah. stood out to me as that bad. Mm. It's kind of weird though because they do they go to this trouble to bring him back, and then he's like captured and disappears yeah. half the film. So I thought that was kind of strange. Maybe he wasn't up for it quite yet because yeah. this is his first time probably acting in like ten years, I assume. And uh, oh, we got to mention the, the tall man in this. This is possibly my favorite tall man so far. I thought the yeah. first film, he's like this kind of like mysterious, menacing, yeah. but he's like the silent villain Presence. entity. Um, and then the sequel, they went a little over, all of a sudden he's like yeah. this Terminator, he's walking around, he's throwing people around, delivering yeah. one-liners. This film, I, I they kind of move it back a bit. Yeah. He's not delivering as many one-liners. He's not, I don't know, he's just of this really cool presence, but I thought he had a little more to do in this film. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess he's not really not really with his emotions, but I just thought as a character, you know, facial expressions, if he had a little more yeah. to do here, um, I thought he was kind of interesting in this, where he was like, could deliver the one-liners, but then still kind of be terrifying. Like, he, he was kind of like a mix of the two, yeah. I thought. But I know, I really enjoyed him in this. And each film, you're kind of seeing more and more of, you yeah. understand why the tall man is still talked about to this day. Yeah. Why he's up there with like the Jason Voorhees. He's or so the, good, right? You know, the Freddy Kruegers or whatnot. Um I guess we should talk about the film. So it opens up, it, it pretty much rehashes the, the finale of, uh, of part two. two. So I guess we are going to spoil part two, but we're going to have to if we're talking part three. Yeah. 
but they pretty much reshow the finale of part two. But yeah. you kind of get all these like behind the few shots of because they've replaced in the sequel. They yeah. had to replace uh, Mike's character. So this one, you just kind of get like these. He's kind of like hidden in all the, the yeah, camera angles, they, or it's like a behind the headshot, yeah. whatever. And then they do replace him and with Michael A. Baldwin for some of it. Yeah. But I just want to mention, so Liz, the character that survives in part two again, like yeah. Aliens three. Yep. You spend the whole film of him trying to keep her alive in part two, and then the film just opens up with her dead. Oh, it's crazy, right? In the same, same way as Alien yeah. Three, that's what a, a crash. Yeah. She's already, this is a car crash, and she does. Newt's gone. But and it's kind of like this really grisly death too. Like not only do they have she gets decapitated, and the tall man sitting there fucking Carrying holding her, her head, head, which is kind of dope. But right? even before that, the uh, the Jawa like creatures, mm-hmm. aka the lurkers, are like chewing on her face. Like Weird, there's like cannibalism right? and stuff. And it's like what a terrible yeah. way. Like she must have been pissed. <laughs> The actress in that. But again, I think she was like one of those things where I think Universal kind of forced the love yeah. interest on Costco. Like, so this is probably like his fuck you to them, I assume. <laughs> fuck you to her, I guess. Uh, I do feel this film does keep the action scenes quite uh, going as well, yeah. like the, the second film. Uh, e- again, in the beginning, you have, uh, thankfully, in, in the the sequel, um, Reggie had that awesome four-barreled shotgun, but he only got to use it once or twice. This film, he gets to use it quite a bit Constantly. throughout. You get to see a lot of heads get blown off and there stuff. There was one really cool, like a funny moment where he kind of like shoots someone in the tree and they like one falls. Well, yeah, one I wanted falls. to mention that was one really falls. cool. Yeah, all the, all the Jawas are hiding in the yeah. tree and he shoots up and you see him, it's like raining yeah. the, the Jawa creatures, um, which is really cool cool but i was happy to see that return but there's some cool action scenes Mm -hmm. um the highlight is probably the car chase for me which it's this really cool car chase but it ends with it's got it i wonder if this is like in the record books is the biggest car flip it it flies in the air like over like the fucking hill beside it crazy right it's it's like the superman of car flips how did someone not die doing this question i I don't know apparently there's a really cool i didn't get a chance to watch it but on the documentary there's a really cool um uh, making of that effect which i'm excited to uh check out but um yeah that that stunt was insane Insane. uh i I mean, Coscarelli, he he loves in all these films the car flip. It's pretty yeah. much like the staple. You know yeah, when every it, film there's going to be a car flip. It happens. But it was kind of like, well, we've done it twice before. What can we do different? Let's have this thing fly like 100 <laughs> feet in the air. Um, it was pretty insane. But you do get, you also get a lot of really cool practical effects. Again, I don't know if they're up to the same part yeah. as the second it, film. It, which, not, not Which really. I believe, didn't the second film have like a young Nicotero and all those guys, yeah. I think? I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But I thought they were involved. But this one, they, they're still, for the most part, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Like the the hands that turn into monsters looked really cool. I yeah, you're getting like, dope. yeah, exactly. You're getting creatures, like a bug creature thing. You're getting like, there's like this demonic nurse that was yeah. kind of cool. Um, there, there's some gooey effects on display. Mm-hmm. And unlike part two, you didn't really feel like anything was cut in this film. Yeah. Again, maybe because it went straight to video and he kind of released it on his own. Uh, and the set piece is fantastic. Again, you're getting yeah. a lot of reuse sets. That same yeah. mortuary, I'm pretty sure that's the same one we've seen yeah. two times now. But there's this great moment where the tall man's just sitting on this chair and the camera pans across this like candlelit lair. Oh, that looks and he's so dope, And sitting there right? holding the, the spear. I thought it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I want to mention, though, because now Jody is a spear, which I, I thought was a little ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. That, to me, I, I kind of dislike just because it kind of, like, the first film, the spears are cool, but the second film, I think, really set them up. it's like badass, right? Like, they when they lasers. come on in the music, and yeah, you're like, holy shit, yeah. you guys got to run. This film, I thought, kind of made, like, the spears no longer had that. Little blessed balls, eh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just weren't as cool. It's kind of like, yeah, they're not that they're scary. We've got a, exactly, we've got a friendly now. one. What I read, like Don Coscarelli, by the time this film ended, he's like, I don't know how I'm going to do another yeah. film because I've ran out of ideas. Yeah. Like, this just seems like this they were making it up as they went like, along. 
uh, that series, the series is like a, we have no idea what we're doing. Let's yeah. just figure it out because uh, we got a cool idea and we'll figure it out from there. And even during that Home Alone scene, you have yeah. those like over the top villains. <laughs> they're driving like a pink hearse. Is not what they're driving? Yeah. And the guy literally has the big gold money sign oh, yeah. hanging from his necklace. Those guys were really ridiculous. Like 1920s gangsters. So yeah, I'm gonna give us a when they got any fillings out. <laughs> when they come back, it, it was kind of cool. Um, we did talk about the wet dream. How amazing that! Like, uh, oh my god, Reggie, you are so big. He's like, yeah, I know, I know, I know girl. <laughs> Which is kind of weird because in his dream, like Jody's watching. Yeah, he's, like, he's like, dude, we got stuff to do here. Yeah, like, like, come on, man, just be cool. Just give me a couple minutes. Like, <laughs> and yeah, and she's yelling some crazy stuff. Right? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have too much more to say about this film. I, I, I think it's like you're getting a mix of the the first two, but again, yeah. I think like it's one of those films where it, it seems like. It seems like he could have maybe used a little more time in the script. It kind of yeah. seems like I have a basic idea, and then as I go along, I'm just whatever comes to my head, I'm going to do. That seems about um, right. And it doesn't really. I mean, yeah, we get to know, we learn a couple things more about the mythology, but it doesn't. It didn't seem like. I mean, maybe no. it's because part one and two are such Jurassic films that when you get to part three, I kind of it, it feels like it's like part two, but just. It's redone. I mean, it's the same thing. It's them going on a road yeah. trip again to take out the it's tall man. But we just have with a bit more people. humor. It's pretty much what it is. Yeah, I yeah. Think. And and goofy elements. But, but that being said, I think Reggie like is amazing in this series. Yeah. So far, like I've dug this character oh, more he, and more. Yeah, like he's up there with like again. I never appreciated him I as much as when you watch these in a row. He is more Bruce Campbell in this movie than uh, exactly. Yeah, he's up yeah. there with like yeah Bruce Campbell yeah. and Tom Atkins is yeah. one of those like the charming kind of bass. Yeah. I guess you could throw Kurt Russell from yeah. Big Trouble in there. Yeah, yeah just this really bad us but bumbling charming kind of you know the guy that like he's always trying to get the women but yeah. feeling miserable he thinks he's a lot more charming than he actually exactly is it. but yeah in my opinion so far it's the weakest of the three so far yeah but I don't think it's a bad film. I mean, I've heard people that hate this film, and, and to yeah. me, like, it, it's just so entertaining. It, there's a lot of moments where you kind of cringe, like, I can't believe they did that. But at the same time, you're like, I can't eh, believe they yeah. did that. <laughs> like, it, it's just goofy. Like, the Home Alone kid, that's, yeah, it's goofy, but it's a really fun, I enjoyed ridiculous that, scene. Like, a, a frisbee with a blade? Sure. <laughs> Why not? And then, yeah, and you're, you're getting a lot of cool finds. The score is um, the same. I think they, yeah. I read they pretty much took the part two I'm score and sure. added a minute or two new, but uh, it's pretty much the same score. So, but again, that's not a bad thing. It's a fantastic yeah. score. Yeah. Overall, uh, do we want to do, or we'll give our score then if we have anything yeah. spoilers, but yeah, overall, I mean, this series is still going strong for me. I think it's still I, a consistently good series. What are you going to give? I'm going to give this one a three. I'm going to go three as well, yeah. actually. Yeah. I, again, I, I think it's, it's not definitely not as strong as the first two, but for sure, entertainment value. I don't yeah. think you can go wrong. Uh, You're not going to be bored. You're not going to be. I think four part this. four. From what I remember, is this the first time you watched part three? Or yeah, first time. Okay, and you, so you probably haven't seen part four. No, I think part four goes for like the, even a smaller. Like it had a way smaller budget. I think a lot of it's like flashbacks from part oh, okay. one. But I think it's more of like a personal, more of the mythology. So okay. I, I'm really curious uh, yeah. to see how that holds up. I do want to see like more mythology in this because I still feel I have no idea what's going after yeah. three movies. Well, I think after two and three, you kind of got all the action. Yeah. So four kind of goes back to being a little bit more. Yeah. I don't want say story driven because I don't think these films yeah. are story driven but but yeah I'm, I'm curious to see how that holds up but yeah overall uh, Coscarelli is uh, is delivering for me yeah, at yeah. least uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying after like the, the house series which 
again, I didn't hate, but I was kind of like, yeah, it was mostly okay. There was, mm-hmm. you know, one or two that were okay, one or two that were not so great. Whereas this series so far, I'm really enjoying it. And, yeah. You know? So, yeah. Do we want to jump into spoilers? Yeah, I don't yeah, have too much to say. I really but don't know what to talk about. I just spoilers. want to talk about, yeah. I guess, the finale quickly. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, again, if you uh, haven't seen the film, you don't want to know what happens maybe the last 10 minutes, um, skip ahead. The times will be on the bottom there in the show summary. Uh, yeah, here we go. Um, I just want to mention, so the ending, he gets frozen. Yeah. But then there's a really cool scene where like his face rips, tears off his skin, and the spear pops out. And But Mike had one in his head all along too? Well, exactly, yeah. He's so kind of fucked up, right? So I don't know what's going on. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. Um, is this? See, the Jody says at the end to Reggie, though, everything is not what it seems or something. Like, just because you saw it doesn't mean... It's real. It's real. So, I don't know. Maybe is this playing back to the very first film where it's he puts his head dream. in the box? Well, maybe, like, Michael thinks he's seen that because it torments yeah. his mind, but he's not actually. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm really curious to see where they go with this. It, it, it was a strange way to end it, too, right? Well, like, it's, again, like, each film ends on a downer. It's yeah. kind of like, I think Kyle Scarelli, I think he would have probably, again, like, when this ended, he said, I have no... I yeah. ran out of ideas, so I, I keep on getting the impression, like from the first film, where he just wanted to end the film on downer. Yeah, I get the impression he keeps on doing a film, oh, hoping it's going to end on a downer, hoping they can end, but then he ends up doing a sequel <laughs> later on. So, and again, I, I could be wrong. But I thought five possibly does the same thing. I don't know if five. I, I have no. I don't know. But um, you do also see there's a really cool scene. The whole wall is covered in the oh, spears on top. Awesome. I thought that was cool, and they kind of hint that maybe the kid died. Yeah. Um, Rocky goes off. Yeah, she doesn't die. She's kind of like I'm getting out of here. Yeah. And, and the original ending was going to actually be when they freeze him, that was actually going to be how they defeated him. Okay. And apparently they were going to like take his bite to Antarctica or something and bury it and put a plaque or something goofy. Um, but I'm glad that they did what they did because I think this mm-hmm. is a much cooler yeah. ending. Um, I, I like that these films on a downer and I really yeah. hope the last one, I, I mean, I hope most of the questions are answered, but yeah. I kind of hope it kind of leaves. I, I don't like, think they will all be. They, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. really have too much to say. I think, spoilers. I think it. it was just the Michael A. Baldwin reveal that he, he may possibly have a spear along. inside of him because he's got the yellow ooze coming well, out. Well, for the longest time, he's been trying to get him, but like whole. Like he wants him to come yeah, back exactly. to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because so I the don't opening, understand that. Because, the opening, yeah, Reggie yeah. has a grenade and he's yeah. like, if you want him, you'll take him in pieces. And he's like, I'll get him later or something. Yeah. Whatever. He, he says, says a lot like, cooler you're, than that. You're back to me, boy. And then he's like, yeah. time is now for you to return home. But yeah, it's kind of weird because. I mean, the people that have the spears are aliens, aren't they? So I don't know if it's supposed to be. (laughs) Who knows knows what they're going with this? Uh, Jody also is still alive, but he disappears and, you know, says, Reg, I'll I'll be with you as a fucking spear. Um, Hopefully they don't have that in part four too much. But anyways, (laughs) yeah, I don't have really too much else to say in spoilers. So that's it for spoilers. Uh, Yeah, that's it for our uh, show. I don't really have much more to say. That's it. I totally, uh, if you just want a zany, fun film, I I don't think you can go wrong with this. But you definitely have to see the previous film. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Whereas part two, I think you could maybe get away with skipping part one. Yeah, they kind of explain a lot. But um, this one is definitely just continuing from part two. I assume part four is going to be And part four is even more so. I think part four is can yeah. be literally like if you haven't There's seen the film chapter. don't bother but I do like that it's doing a decent job I mean of, of keeping you know as one one whole story I mean, mm-hmm. each film takes place literally right after the other one yeah so, uh, yeah this has been our Phantasm 3 episode we'll be back with uh, part 4 is it called Oblivion or something yeah part 4 is Oblivion part 5 is Ravager okay so we will be back next week with part 4 uh, if you want to get a hold of us or share your thoughts on uh, how you feel about the series, what you think is going on, we have an email, uh, moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at moviecitymaniac. 
and uh, Facebook, we have the group page and the like page, uh, Movie City Maniacs. Just search it. You'll find them. Uh, yeah, come join in the discussion. Uh, oh, and yeah, again, one last thing. We'll, we'll keep on bugging you uh, for the first you know month or so. But uh, if, if you can take two minutes out of your day and leave us a review on iTunes, it would be huge. Uh, that would be us. radical. It'll, it'll help uh, get our show up there uh, when people search it more higher up the list as opposed to buried, you know. 5,000 podcasts in. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back. With Phantasm 4. Stay scared. <laughs> Bye.